Good evening, it is 5pm and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 11.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Chancellor Miracle, Lauren Tucker, Mary McKetty, and Jesse Bell. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. City Issues Housing and Social Services Report for 2022 The City of Kingston's Housing and Social Services team invites community members to learn more about the remarkable work achieved last year by reading the 2022 Housing and Social Services Annual Report on the City of Kingston website. This report emphasizes and honors the profound influence our dedicated staff, community partners, and service providers put forward every day to ensure that people have access to the support and services they need, says Ruth Nordegraff, Director of Housing and Social Services. With the help of our incredible community partners, the city has greatly expanded affordable housing options, streamlined services, and improved our processes. I am very proud of the work that's happened over the past year and invite you to read this report that highlights the results of our efforts. The report is now available for review online and offers updates on child care and early years services, social assistance, social housing, homelessness services, affordable housing programs, and community connections. The Housing and Social Services Department's goal is to work collaboratively to provide essential and meaningful services that help individuals and families secure their financial, housing, and child care needs. Supporting housing affordability and fostering a caring and inclusive community are two of Council's strategic priorities for 2023 to 2026. Frontenac Linux and Addington Ontario Health Team launches plan to address gaps in local health care system. Healthcare providers from across Frontenac, Lennox, and Addington counties, including Kingston Community Health Centers, Kingston Health Sciences Center, Providence Care, and Queen's University, are joining arms in an effort to change the way care is coordinated across the region. More than 300 healthcare and wellness service providers have teamed up to form the Frontenac, Lennox, and Addington Ontario Health Team and have released a new five-year plan entitled Achieving Our Best Health. The plan will see enhanced collaboration and partnerships across the health, social services, and wellness sectors, and includes a series of targeted initiatives that aim to solve some of the big challenges facing patients and residents across the two counties. With the launch of our plan, we are uniting with a common purpose to redesign our healthcare system to overcome challenges and seize opportunities to create stronger, more connected systems and healthier communities. Highlights of the five-year plan for achieving our best health include addressing the primary care shortage, coordinating care across sectors, improving access to mental health services, empowering patients with technology, and empowering providers with technology. The plan was co-created through extensive community engagement with over a thousand people participating, including partners of the organization, francophone and indigenous community members, along with the general public, to address the unique health and wellness needs of all community members. We recognize that people with lived experience in the healthcare system, as well as their family members and care partners, provide essential perspective and ideas on what needs to be improved in our system, says Dr. Morrison. Their involvement in co-designing our strategic plan has ensured that our plan is truly reflective of the needs of the communities we serve. For that reason, they continue to look for more community members to share their voices and experiences to help us redesign the system that we need and deserve. Community members can get involved by joining the community council, participating in focus groups, or sharing their experiences with one of the project groups. To really change the way care is delivered and organized, community voices need to be a part of early planning and decision-making, says Alan Katz, Community Council Co-Chair. As a Francophone community member, knowing that I am providing advice about healthcare programs and services that can be improved is empowering. Rise in Drug Poisonings in the KFLNA Area KFLNA Public Health is issuing an alert to warn residents about a recent rise in drug-involved poisonings and associated symptoms within the KFLNA region. Hastings, Prince Edward Island Public Health has also issued a public alert today in relation to similar increase noted in their area. 
Recent information provided by service providers in the KFLNA region indicates a rise in drug-involved poisonings in the past several days. This sudden increase in reported drug-related adverse events is of significant concern. While KFLNA Public Health does not have confirmation of the substances related to these drug poisonings, increasing reports of suspected drug poisoning may be the result of new or toxic drugs being introduced to the area. Information indicates high-potency opioids and other heavily sedating drugs are increasingly present in the unregulated drug supply in Ontario. The unregulated drug supply is unpredictable and drug poisonings are increasingly complicated. It is vital that people do not use drugs alone and 911 is called immediately for emergency medical care when drug poisoning is suspected. KFLNA Public Health urges people to avoid using alone. If you use alone, tell someone before you use and have a safety plan. That includes having someone check in with you. Alternatives may include staggering the start of using drugs if using with a friend or family member. That way, one person can seek emergency assistance if needed. Using a supervised consumption service in person at 661 Montreal Street, Kingston, or calling the National Overdose Response Service at 1-888-688-6677. Avoid using more than one drug at a time, including alcohol. Go slow. The quality of unregulated drugs is unpredictable. Get a free naloxone kit and training. Always carry it with you. Seek emergency medical treatment if you or someone you are with experience symptoms of an overdose. Symptoms include skin feeling cold or clammy, fingernails or lips turning blue, body being very limp, the person cannot wake up, deep snoring or gurgling sounds, breathing is very slow, erratic, or has stopped, pupils appear very small. If you have a friend or family member who uses drugs, share the above safety information with them and get a free naloxone kit and training. For more harm reduction information, you can visit the KFLNA Public Health website. That's all for your headlines this week, and next up is Lauren with your Arts Desk. Thanks, Christina. Here's your arts news for today. The Kingston Buskers Rendezvous will be hitting the downtown from July 6th to 9th on Princess Street, Ontario Street, and Confederation Park. These performers will be delighting downtown crowds in a variety of music, juggling, dancing, magic, circus, and even live fire performance, and passing the hat around for any support that you may want to give. The full schedule is still under construction, but you can visit downtownkingston.ca to learn more and get excited. And the Agnes Etherington Arts Centre has reopened to the public for their upcoming summer and fall exhibitions after a closure for installation and packing. The gallery will be open for extended hours during their summer season seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and open until 9 p.m. on Thursdays until the end of August. Upon opening, the exhibition Emergence, a recent gift of Indigenous art, will be on display and host a celebration on July 14th. Emergence highlights important early and mid-career works of art by contemporary Indigenous artists from across Turtle Island, North and South. As a collection, these works provide a cohesive vision of the approaches and concerns of artists working in the 1970s. Both emerging and elder artists experimented with various media in drawings, paintings, prints, sculpture and textiles. Admission to the Agnes Etherington is free of charge, although donations are welcome, and to learn more about their free programming and check back for more upcoming news on their exhibitions, you can visit agnes.queensu.ca. The Movement Market Collective will be presenting their second annual Ground Up Dance Festival this coming week from July 4th to 9th, featuring professional and community dance performances, opening and closing night parties, and workshops throughout the city. Here's festival producer Camille Spencer on this past week's Kingston Curator with a look on what's to come. 
highlights that we're really excited about. We have our main stage performances, which are at the Lake Ontario Park. And this is on the 7th and the 8th. It's a Friday night and a Saturday night overlooking the water with the sunset. Like, how can you get any better than that watching dance in the park? And so it's just a event and it is a ticketed event. But, you know, we welcome people that are just walking through the park to come and make a donation and have a seat. Um, that event is featuring all new professional dance works, and um, there's contemporary dance, there's a Bollywood dance, there's Afrobeat dance, and then there's a company, a professional company coming from Ottawa to also feature their work in that dance uh, showcase uh, performance. And we also have an opportunity for youth dancers because we have so many dancers in Kingston dance schools. For the size of Kingston, we have a lot of dance schools and kids that are excited about dance. So we have a professional choreographer from Toronto putting a piece on them that they will get to feature in the performance. So it should be a really great show. The full interview is available on this past Friday's episode of the Kingston Curator on our CFRC podcast feed or program archive. Some events at Ground Up are ticketed on reserve, so for a full festival schedule and tickets for reserved events, you can visit movementmarket.ca to plan some contemporary dance in your life this week. And speaking of dance, if you're looking for an opportunity to try something new this summer, you can keep a lookout for two classes. You can catch Summer Swing Mondays bi-weekly from 7 to 10 p.m. with the Queen's Swing Dance Club at the Spire. Each night kicks off with a beginner-friendly dance lesson taught by experienced dancers, and then you can stick around for two hours of open social dance and practice time. Queen's affiliation is not a prerequisite and all are welcome. Tickets are $5 for students and $10 for community members, and you can visit queensstc.ca to find their Eventbrite link and register now. And starting tomorrow, July 4th, and every summer Tuesday in Springer Market Square at 6.30 p.m., you can attend the free Salsa in the Square lesson in social dance. Instructors will be able to guide you through learning the dance and having fun. No tickets are required, and all you need to bring to this dance floor is your energy, spirit, and dance shoes. Again, that's Salsa in the Square every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. at Springer Market Square. Finally, this weekend you can catch Domino Theatre's one-act festival on July 7th and 8th at 7.30pm at the Domino Theatre Davies Foundation Auditorium. Two one-act plays will be presented each night. Tickets for each night are $20 for adults and $10 for children and students and are available through the Kingston Grand Box Office at 613-530-2050 or at kingstongrand.ca. That's all I've got for you on Arts Desk this week. Now I'll turn it over to Jesse Bell with sports. This is Jesse Bell, live on location from the Chinlock Wrestling School in Napanee, and I'm here with one of the head trainers, Justin Cousineau. Justin, it's always a busy time at the school, but especially so since you have a big event coming up on Saturday, July 8th in Amherstview. Chinlock, crowning of the king. Why should the people at home spend their money on some tickets? 
Well, we've got a great championship match. Uh, Ray St. John has uh, has really proven himself to be a, a great champion, defeating Tommy Dreamer, who, of course, defeated me for that same championship. So uh, you're definitely going to want to come and check that out. We've got some great tag team matches. Uh, we've got guys from the Chinook Wrestling School who always come and bring it and give it their all. So it's going to be a great event. It's at WJ Henderson Arena. The doors open at 5 o'clock. Uh, you can get tickets online. It's www.chinlockwrestling.com. Fantastic. And Justin, we've got about a minute left. One final question for you. With your role here at the school, you've been here since day one, what would you say is your proudest moment as a wrestling trainer? Not just as a wrestler, but a wrestling trainer specifically. Uh, our very first student showcase, uh, we, we held it above Wild Wing in Napanee on Palace Road. Um, and I really wasn't sure what to expect. So the fact that uh, not only did, uh, did everybody have really great matches, but it's still a fond memory that people will stop me on the street. They'll stop me at Walmart even and say uh, just how much fun they had at that show. So that's definitely my proudest, my proudest moment. Fantastic. And we will definitely have more Chinlock Wrestling School content, especially as you guys get geared up for maybe another class in the future. But for the time being, this is Jesse Bell signing off from the Chinlock Wrestling School. Justin, thank you for your time. And thank you to the folks at home for listening. That is your sports report for Monday, July 3rd, 2023. Be safe, be well, and hey, stay tuned. This is Christina Laurie coming in with your campus news updates. To start us off, Queen's students have a few dates to keep in mind at the start of July. On July 1st and 3rd, classes will not be held due to the Canada Day holiday. On July 4th, summer term classes begin for the July to August six-week session. On July 10th, students unable to register in the summer term by this date must submit an academic petition to the Office of the Associate Dean. If the academic petition to register late is granted, students must pay tuition fees in full. On July 10th, it's the last day to add summer term classes, and on the 10th, it's the last day to drop summer term classes without financial penalty. Also in Queen's news, increasing access through financial aid and outreach. Changes to Queen's financial aid distribution and expanded community connections are helping connect more students with post-secondary education. The first 100 recipients of the university's new Major Access Award will be starting their studies at Queen's this fall. These awards provide $10,000 to $18,000 per year for four years to incoming undergraduate students with the highest financial need. The university announced the new awards last year as part of a transformation of financial aid programs designed to increase access to a Queen's education. Queen's has made this level of support available by restructuring financial aid for first-year students. We are providing significant and sustained funding to our highest-needs students because we know that large, predictable, and renewable support is what enables them to accept their invitation to join our community says University Registrar Tracy Alderisi. This is part of our institution-wide commitment to support more students with high financial need so they can choose to attend Queens. That's all for your campus news this week, and next up is Dinah with weather and traffic. Thanks so much, and now it's time for the CFRC weather report. Tonight we're expecting partly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of showers early this evening and a risk of thunderstorm with a low of 19. On Tuesday, sunny early in the morning, then a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers in the afternoon and a risk of thunderstorm with a high of 29. On Tuesday night, cloudy periods with a low of 19. Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers, a high of 30 degrees degrees and Wednesday night clear skies and a low of 19.
And now it's time for the CFRC City of Kingston traffic report. Motorists, cyclists, and pedestrians can expect road closures on Dunkirk Avenue from Alfred to Fergus, Lower Brewer, Swing Bridge, King Street from Brock to Clarence, King Street from Plasta Arms to the Tragically Hip Way, Market Street from Ontario to King, Sydenham Street from Queen to Princess, Ontario Street from Brock to Clarence, as well as Union Street through John A. to Gardner. University Avenue is closed until December 2nd between Union to Earl Streets, and Wright Crescent from the south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace Road is closed until October 31st. The Play Street Initiative is still in effect on Thomas Street from County to Patrick on Mondays from 3.30 to 5.30 until the end of August. The parking disruption at Chow Memorial parking lot is still underway. There is parking available at the Hanson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial parking garages. And public EV charging stations at Centre 70 are unavailable until late October 2023 at Centre 70. Other road delays expected include Bath Road at Queen Mary, Highway 15 from Maine to Highway 2, Highway 33 east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, Jackson Mills from 1859 Jackson Mills to Burbrook, Sandhill Road from Boundary to 3058 Sandhill, and Taylor Kid Boulevard, Collins Bay to 100 meters west of the Collins Creek Bridge. And the Rideau Trail from Queen Mary to Parkway is closed for crews to continue working on the sanitary mains. Now over to Mary with this week's events calendar. Thanks so much. I'm Mary McKetty, and this is your events calendar for the week. For your live music lineup this week, I'm featuring performances from The Queers, Circle the City, The Los Garcia Trio, and Moffat Avenue. This Wednesday, Grit and Grind present The Queers live from 7pm to midnight at The Mansion, located at 506 Princess Street. The Queers are musical legends in their home state of New Hampshire, playing pop-punk favorites reminiscent of the Beach Boys and the Ramones. Joining them are Wyoming-based street rock band Teenage Bottle Rocket and Kingston-based punk band Left on Bowery. The show is 19 plus, and you can purchase your tickets for $30 in advance at ticketscene.ca. More information is available at kingstonlive.ca. Coming up on Thursday, Circle the City is live from 9 p.m. till 1 a.m. at the Mansion, located at 506 Princess Street. The Sarnia-based band is known for their unique blend of rock, psychedelic, prog, and hints of jazz and metal fusion. Joining them on stage are local favorites Sons of Rick, Radio Wasteland, and Skeleton Park Radio, who bring you indie rock, rock, and alternative tunes. Tickets are $10 in advance and are available online at eventbrite.com. You can also purchase your tickets for $15 at the door, which opens at 8 p.m. Next on Friday, the Las Garcia Trio perform from 8 to 11 p.m. at the Royal Canadian Horse Artillery Club, located at 193 Ontario Street. Come join Alberto Garcia for the hottest Latin rhythms around. Tickets are only $5 for non-members, and you can purchase them at the door. More information is available online at kingstonlive.ca. Also on Friday, Moffat Avenue is live from 9 p.m. till 1 a.m. at the Mansion, located at 5 Princess Street. The London-based pop-punk band rolls out on tour with special guest Sonic Souvenir, The Pinkertons, and Exergen. You can get your tickets for $10 in advance at eventbrite.com or purchase your tickets for $15 at the door, which opens at 8pm. That's all for live music lineup this week, but I've still got another event lined up for your calendar. This Saturday, Benedictus Matson and Devanshi Mishra host a free Bollywood dance workshop from 11.30am till 1pm in Springer Market Square, located at 216 Ontario Street. The pair are dance artists featured at this year's 
year's Ground Up Dance Festival and will be teaching styles of dance that reflect their respective backgrounds. This workshop is for everyone ages 9 and up and no dance experience is required. It's free to attend but make sure to register online at eventbrite.com as limited spots are available. Thank you for tuning into CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, and Queen's University Career Services. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next.